1: Hey, you! Quit standing there and come clean my locker already! You're destined to be a maid, just like your mom! Suddenly, a whole group of kids erupted into laughter, and I just froze. I glanced back, wondering how they knew my secret. But then I realized they were mocking some other girl. Phew! What a relief! This new school seemed intense, and when I walked into the classroom... Three of my new classmates wouldn't stop staring at me, but I just ignored them. But at lunch, one of them came over to me and said, I guess your family is super rich, right? I didn't know what to say, so I just replied with, Um, no. No, they're kind of normal. Why? Then he raised his voice. How dare you try to sit here then? This is our table. Move! I immediately got up and ran to an empty seat on the corner table. That's when some kid told me that the three rich kids were Brent, Sophia, and Jasmine. He told me that the best way to stay out of trouble was to avoid them at all costs, because their parents basically funded the whole school, and so everyone had to respect them. But I couldn't avoid them, because the very next day, Sophia came running up to me and said, Why do you keep your family a secret? Come on, spill! I freaked out. Why did she suddenly ask me that? But then Jasmine appeared and said, Girl, that bag you wore yesterday is totally sold out. How did you get your hands on one? Oh, right. They were probably talking about my Insta post from yesterday. And so I said, Oh, my dad bought it for me in Paris. Sophia's eyes went wide and she said, Oh, M G, your dad is so cool. Why are you wearing it today? Shoot. They were going to catch me out. I had to think fast. Um, my parents don't want me to show it off, so they said I can't bring it to school. Sophia and Jasmine burst out laughing and said my family sounded cool but weird. If only they knew the truth. The bag wasn't even mine. It was just from a modeling job I did to make some extra pocket money. In fact, my parents were super poor. My mom worked as a maid and my dad was a security guard. Obviously, I couldn't afford fancy designer bags, but the rich kids didn't need to know that, right? At lunch, I saw them walking towards my table, and Brent said, What do your parents do? Just tell us. We won't tell anyone. I told them my dad was the CEO of a big fashion company, and my mom worked at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I wasn't proud of my lie, but the alternative was being treated like the girl I saw on my first day at this school and I didn't want that at all. They all looked amazed, and Jasmine said, That makes sense why you're so pretty and smart. Then Brent jumped in and said, But then why are you a scholarship kid, hmm? I just smiled and kept quiet. I couldn't think of a good lie, and didn't want to take this any further. I thought they would leave me alone after that, but they kept approaching me, and even started to ask me to join them at the rich kids' table. I couldn't say no but when they asked me to hang out on weekends, I made up excuses. Not because I didn't want to join, but because there was no way on earth I could afford it. I didn't even dare to ask my parents, as they were working so hard to save up for my college tuition. I was so afraid of my lies catching up with me, so whenever I modeled for high-end stuff, I'd post a pic to my Insta. One time, I shared a photo of me wearing super expensive heels and captioned it, Thanks, Dad! Love you! Sometimes, I even took it to the next level and edited travel photos, so it looked like I'd spend the weekend in Paris. And one time, I even photoshopped me driving in a Lamborghini. It was a lot of effort, but it was better than being mocked for being poor, like what happened to me in my last school. I couldn't go through that again. One time, I decided to go shopping with them, and it was crazy to watch them buying everything in sight without even thinking about it. I couldn't even dream of a life like that. But when we got to the bag shop, Jasmine pointed to a fancy-looking bag and said she'd bought it yesterday. Then she asked me, You probably already have it, right? I just grinned and said, Yep, my mom bought it for me last time she was in Milan. But then Jasmine said, Yay! Okay, cool. So let's both wear them on Monday. Everyone will be jealous. That weekend, I felt sick. I had to buy that bag. I decided to raid my piggy bank, but when I got to the shop, I realized I only had one-tenth of the amount needed. I was so shocked. Who would spend that much on a bag? While I was standing there, a woman came in and bought it without hesitation. Why was it so easy for rich people? I decided to follow her just out of curiosity and saw her going to the restroom. I couldn't believe it. She just left her new bag by the sink and then went into the cubicle. I looked around and saw the coast was clear. So I quickly grabbed the bag and walked out of the restroom. I ignored the guilt about stealing it from her and headed home. All I could think about was what would happen if I walked up to school on Monday without the bag. But as soon as I reached my room, the regret was eating away at me. Would I go to jail if they find out? my parents would kill me. Well, Monday morning rolled around and I proudly wore my new bag to school. Brent, Jasmine, and Sophia were so surprised and said I had the limited edition version, which was twice the price as the normal one. This made me feel even more guilty, but from the looks I got all day, it was worth it. Everyone saw me as one of the rich kids now. Soon it would be summer vacation and Brent said he had a holiday house in Hawaii and suggested we all go for one week together. No way I could afford that. So I lied and said I had to go to Paris with my dad for an event. But then Jasmine said her parents were away, so we could have a party at her house instead that weekend. She suggested we dress up, and said she couldn't wait to see my clothes I wore outside of school. Oh no, I was dreading this. Brent said he would pick me up at home and drive me there, but I told him to meet me at school instead. My parents were so strict. Oh my gosh, all of this lying was making me feel exhausted. But no way could I let them see my dilapidated old house, especially as I'd lied and told them we lived in a villa with a pool and golf course. My lying was becoming a big problem. I mean, where would I get a dress from? I lay there worrying about it, and suddenly I heard my parents talking in their room. My mom was saying, She'd finally saved enough to send me to college and asked my dad if he could deposit it in their bank tomorrow, as she had to work at some party. Then she said she'd been keeping it in her closet for safekeeping. I thought about it for a while. I mean, the money was for me anyways, right? So what harm would it do if I just took it now? The next morning, I snuck into their room and took all of the money and rushed out to the mall to buy a gorgeous purple dress and sparkly shoes. This was absolutely the life that I deserved. After that, I took an Uber to school where Brent, Jasmine, and Sophia picked me up. I had like a million missed calls from my mom and dad, but I ignored it and turned my phone off. I just wanted to enjoy a full day living like a true rich kid. Brent drove us towards Hampton's country club and I couldn't believe it. Jasmine's family owned this place. Wow! When we arrived, a valet came over. But Brent was so rude to him, he shouted at him and said, Listen, buddy, this car cost four million dollars. If you even leave one tiny mark, you'll be paying for it for the rest of your life. I turned around to see the valet's reaction. Then my jaw almost hit the floor. It was my dad! He saw me and looked surprised, but before he could say anything, we walked off. We hung out in the country club for a bit. Then in the evening, we drove to Jasmine's house. Her place was insane. She had a tennis court, her own cinema, and don't even get me started on how many cars her family owned. We sat down to eat in the dining room, and I kid you not, there were four maids waiting to serve us. We each had our own one. I was too busy being shocked to notice my maid walking towards me, but then I heard a familiar voice. Sweetie? What are you doing here? Mom? I was horrified. The party she'd mentioned yesterday. This was the party. Oh no, this was a disaster. Jasmine looked surprised and said, Do you know her? So I said, Oh, she used to be a maid at our house. My mom looked crushed and said, A maid? How could you say that? Then Jasmine got annoyed and said, Don't you dare speak to my guest like that. Get out of my sight. My mom ran off, almost in tears, and for the next little while, Brent and Sophia treated her terribly too. Brent even asked her to clean his shoes. My mom was being treated like this all because of me. I could see she was really upset, and she accidentally dropped some sauce on Jasmine's dress. And then Jasmine just lost it. She pushed my mom and screamed, Are you crazy? Do you know how much this dress cost? Well, that was it. I'd had enough. I ran over and helped her up. Mom, are you okay? Mom? Jasmine, Brent, and Sophia all shouted. So I said, yes, she is my mom. And how dare you treat her like that? Tears were pouring down my cheeks, and I felt so humiliated. Needless to say, they kicked us out. And Jasmine even threw some $10 bills at us and said, Take it. Go back to your broken-down house. You're stinking up our air. I couldn't stop crying. It was exactly how they treated that girl on my first day at school. I didn't have much choice but to tell my parents the truth. That I'd lied to everyone, stolen the bag, and even stolen their money just so I could pretend to be rich. I'd never been so ashamed in all my life especially after everything my parents had done for me. It took some time, but they eventually forgave me, and we moved to a small town out in the countryside so I could start at a new school. I never wanted to see those rich kids again. Now, I'm working hard to finish school and save enough money for college, and I've realized that being rich didn't even make me happy. My family might be poor, but they're the nicest people I've ever met. And you can't buy that in any designer
2: shop. Hey, that guy over there just asked for your info, the bartender said, which made me turn and look around. Oh, he's gone. As you can see, I'm sitting at the bar of a five-star resort. No, I'm not rich. Instead, I took out all my savings and decided to splurge them on enjoying every single... Last day left of my life. It all started months ago. I had this constant aching and exhaustion. I blamed work stress, but my symptoms grew worse. Eventually, I went to the doctor and sat there in stunned shock as I heard the words cancer and progressive. The next few weeks were a whirlwind of hospital appointments and treatments. I had chemo, and my lovely long hair fell out. I just felt tired and hopeless all of the time. Enough had I had this. I stopped the chemotherapy, quit my job, and decided to enjoy the little time I had left. The Hawaiian beach is so beautiful. Then suddenly, someone walked straight into me. Ugh, their drink soaked me. I heard them say, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, you're the girl who sat alone at the bar earlier. I looked up, And wow, he was handsome. I shook my head and insisted it was my fault for not paying attention. After that, he joined me for a walk, and we started chatting. Oh, his name's Blake, by the way. So the next day, I asked him out for lunch. I don't have much of an appetite these days, and the most I could do was staring down at my barely-touched plate. Then I knew I needed to be honest with him. Hey, Blake, I really like you and want to get to know you more, but I have cancer and don't have long left. At first, there was a sickening silence, but then he took my hand, and can you believe it? He said he wanted to get to know me too. The next few weeks with him were magical. Then we came back to the city and continued dating. Blake was so amazing and constantly showered me with love. One night after dinner, Blake drove us up to this hill. He said he wanted to show me Orion's belt, and it was so romantic. I didn't want to ruin the moment, but there was something I needed to tell him. Blake, I saw the doctor today. He said that nothing has changed. Although he didn't mention it, I guess I don't really have much time left. My tears streamed down my face. I've had the best time with you. I really do think I love you. Suddenly, Blake got down on one knee and asked me, My darling Lucy, will you marry me? This is the least I can do for you. I was speechless, so I nodded and then held him tightly in my arms. I was too happy I couldn't help sharing our love story on social media. Soon, thousands of people were liking and sharing it, saying what an inspirational couple we were. This was crazy, but amazing. Their support made me feel like I could take on my cancer, the world, everything. I started noticing that Blake was getting a lot of attention from other girls. They knew he was the guy who proposed to the dying girl, so they seemed to flock around him and admire him. Then one day, when we were at the wedding dress store together, I stepped out of the fitting room in this beautiful gown, feeling like a princess. But then I spotted Blake talking to some other girl. She touched his shoulder, and I overheard her say, "'Your fiancé is very lucky to have you.' Then she leaned in closer to him. "'Blake?' I hissed at him. "'Baby, how do I look?' He turned away from the girl and stared at me. "'Yeah, gorgeous.' He awkwardly smiled. I couldn't help but feel terrible. I know he's an attractive man, but he was about to marry me. It was not nice at all having him flirt with someone else at my dress fitting. Still, I tried to put it all aside, as I wanted to enjoy what little time I had left. The wedding was a dream come true. It was such a magical day. Then right before our honeymoon, I went to see my doctor. To my complete and utter shock, he told me, I'm pleased to inform you that you're in recovery. Oh my God, I couldn't believe my ears! I was getting better?
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: I rushed home and told Blake the good news. Only his reaction wasn't what I expected. His face dropped, and at first he was speechless. Then he stuttered, "'Congrats, honey!' Hmm, what did that even mean? Regardless of this, our honeymoon was marvelous. My appetite was back, and I was making the most of it. "'Yum! Food tastes so good!' This didn't go unnoticed by Blake, and he tutted, Can you try chewing more gently? Whatever. I was intent on enjoying my food. When we arrived back home, I moved into his apartment. For God's sake, there were dirty plates and smelly socks everywhere. How could someone so meticulous about their looks live in such a state? I told myself that it was fine. I loved him, so I could learn to love his mess. (sighs) Ugh. Being alive felt so good, so admittedly I may have overdone it on the snacks. Cake, meals out, and yeah. I'd gained some extra pounds, so household chores were a bit too much for me. Besides, why should I have to do them? It was his mess. But one time, when I was sick of his stinky underpants everywhere, I asked him, how can a guy who looks like you live in this rat hole? Go clean up. But he ignored me and went straight to bed and it took no time for his loud thunder snores to follow. What the hell? Where was the kind, charming man I married? Fed up, I tried my best to clean up the place a little bit. I was out of breath and sweating a lot. My head was super itchy, so I took off my wig and scratched my scalp. At that moment, I heard Blake screaming, and when I turned around, he was clutching his face in fear. Baby, what's wrong? I rushed to him. Oh... I got it. I laughed out. It was just too uncomfortable to wear this wig, so I took it off. That's all. But look, my hair is growing back again. Shaking, he stuttered. You were wearing a wig this whole time? You look terrifying. Well, yeah, I suppose jagged growing hair made me look quite creepy. (laughs) Shouldn't you be happy for me? I mumbled and forced a smile while trying to put the wig back on. Knowing that I was able to live life again was incredible, but living Blake with my moody, uncaring husband now, that wasn't so great. One evening, he came home from work in a foul mood and started shouting at me for not tidying up. I told him I shouldn't have to as it wasn't my mess. He scowled at me. I single-handedly provide for the both of us, Come home to see you chilling on your huge backside, and you dare talk to me like that? You're the one who needs to get up and work, since you eat double the amount I do. His words hurt, so with teared-up eyes, I said to him, How dare you talk to me like that? Blake was about to say something, but he paused, then just sighed. Look, I'm sorry, babe. I know you're recovering. "'I sharply stared at him and said, "'I didn't do anything for dinner, so let's eat out. "'I was enjoying my rotary chicken. "'It was so good that I might have taken too big of a bite "'and it lodged in my throat. "'Soon I was choking. I couldn't breathe. "'Afraid, I looked at Blake for help, "'but he was scrolling through his phone. "'Then to my disbelief, he walked off to the bathroom. "'I kept thudding the table to call for help,' Luckily, a waiter rushed over and hit me real hard on the back, and I managed to spit the piece of chicken out. When Blake returned, I angrily asked, "'How the hell could you leave me like that?' "'What are you talking about, baby? I saw you enjoying your food. Are you done? Let's go home.' "'Ugh! He definitely knew I was choking. What a jerk!' Everything I once thought and expected from him shattered. He was willing to let me choke to death over helping me. The problem was our love story was so famous now, and even though I knew Blake and I could not bear each other, the thought of us breaking up and being heckled by others made me feel so sick. I guess I was stuck with him forever. So we had to continue tolerating each other. Then one evening, while I was munching on potato chips and watching TV, my phone rang. It was a strange number. Hello? Are you Blake's wife? Blake's been in a car accident, and we really need you to come here. I froze for a few seconds. Sorry, wrong number, and hung up. My phone rang several more times, but I didn't answer. The guilt started to creep up on me, so I grabbed my bag and rushed to the hospital. The nurse told me to sign some papers so Blake could have his surgery. With the pen in hand, I hesitated. Excuse me. Where is the organ donating section? I asked. My husband is willing to donate if anything bad happens. This is not the right time to ask me that question, the nurse yelled at me. Right at that moment, Blake's parents rushed in panicking. I gave them the papers and sneaked back to the apartment. After that, I thought long and hard about our relationship. It had been so passionate at first, but I realized I didn't love him at all, and neither did he. All our decisions were made intensely quickly, based on the idea that I might die later. We were too stubborn to admit defeat and walk away, and now we were miserable. A few weeks later, Blake came home in a wheelchair, and we both sat in awkward silence. Then I broke the ice. That night, when I choked at the restaurant, Did you ignore me on purpose? Blake answered me with another question. Is it true you wanted to donate my organs instead of helping me get my surgery? I replied, I'm sorry. That was the only way I could briefly think of to get out of this marriage. He sighed. I know. Me too. I think we're just too similar, and that's why we don't work. He paused. I think it's time we put an end to this. So finally... We stopped putting up with each other and filed for a divorce. People on social media were furious and posted a lot of venomous comments such as so much for being an inspirational couple and this screams out scam marriage to me. I decided to close all of my online accounts. Their opinions don't matter anymore. I have my family support. That's more important. Surprisingly, I'm still friends with Blake. Hey, we went through a lot together, and he's not all bad. I just never want to live with him ever again. (laughs) I even met my current boyfriend through Blake, as he introduced me to him. How funny is that? Sometimes things don't work out as planned, but that's okay. Living a lie just to save a bruised ego is much worse. Oh, by the way, this is my real hair. I am now completely healthy. Remember, you only live once. So... Make sure you don't waste your time trying to please others. And instead, you embrace life and live it at its best. Scott, I said, it's over. You're just too immature for me. He gave me a quizzing look, then said, Huh? What? Babe, we're great together. I rolled my eyes. I just figured I don't need to be with someone with such a childish mentality. I need someone mature and... Whatever, Linda. Find me when you change your mind. He grunted. Then he put his earphones in and walked off. Well, at 15, I needed a guy with a certain maturity, not some loser who still found fart jokes funny. Please. My friends, Patty and Louise, agreed with me. I'm far too popular, pretty... And confident to date just anyone. Anyway, as luck should happen, I was walking along the school corridor when I saw this lost looking but amazingly handsome guy. Flicking out my hair, I approached him with my friendliest voice. Hey, are you okay? Flustered, he replied, Yes. Um, which way is it to the principal's office? I'm going that way anyway, so I'll show you. This was a blatant lie. As my class was in the other direction. But he didn't know that. Later that day, I walked into physics class with Lewis and stopped dead. Standing at the front of the class was that handsome guy. It turns out he was the substitute teacher, and written on the board behind him was the name Mr. Halton. My first name is Colin, by the way, he smiled. I whispered to Lewis. Seems like science class is heated up. Then I walked over to my seat. There's no way I could concentrate on the density of materials, not with the hottest teacher ever sharing the same airspace as me. I needed to find a way to get to know him and show him that I wasn't like the other girls my age. Instead, I was far more mature and self-assured than them. So, at the end of class, I walked over and asked him if he'd go over a few things with me. He gladly agreed, so I got to sit down next to him and daydreamed in the scent of his musky cologne. Physics class became my favorite. With my head in my hands, I watched him address the class. He saw me looking at him a few times, but he always quickly looked away. It's okay. I got it. He was just trying to look professional. Then, one time, he asked the question, According to Einstein, is light a partial or a wave? I stuck my hand in the air and grinned. He looked a little flustered. Linda? I puckered my lips and looked straight at him. That shirt color really suits you, sir. It brings out your eyes. Some of the other kids in class laughed, and he awkwardly fiddled with his collar. So cute! Then he coughed and said, (coughs) Linda, do you know the answer? Oh, what was the question again? I stared dreamily at him. Honestly, I couldn't remember anything afterwards but his charmingly severe look. Then one afternoon, Colin asked me to stay behind after class. Result, he must have fallen for this Linda's irresistible charms. Didn't he? I shyly stood before him, and in a serious tone, he said, Linda, is everything okay with you? You seem off lately. No, sorry, it's awful. I glumly looked down at my feet and took a few seconds to continue. My family is so poor. And my home life is just horrible. I only have nice things because my friends lend me stuff. His gaze softened. I pretended to dab at my fake tears. Please don't tell anyone. I couldn't cope with the shame. It's enough just having you to talk to. I smiled at him. Yeah, sure. He looked at me gently and said, Anytime. Oh my. His eyes were so big and blue and... Mm, I could drown in them. He obviously liked me, too. He just couldn't do anything about it yet, as he was nervous. With him being my teacher and all. But soon he'd realize that me and him were so meant to be. Like Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez. I continued to stay behind after classes so I could talk to Colin about my make-believe terrible home life. He always listened and told me it'd be okay. He was so sweet and sensitive. Then one time, I left Colin's classroom to find Scott there, waiting for me. Ugh. I told him to go away and started walking, but he followed me. So what? You're into old men now? What? I glared at him. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I know you like Mr. Halton. You need to snap out of that dreamland and see he's on a different level to you. Angered by this, I looked him square in the eye and snidely replied, No, Scott, you're the one on a different level to me. About 50 levels down, to be precise. I gave the thumbs down sign. He looked wounded as he turned his back to me and started walking off. He had it coming. I walked outside to see Scott lingering around, talking to Patty and Lewis. They didn't see me, so I overheard Scott say, She can't see how tragic she's being. You know her. She's so stubborn. Of course, Mr. Halton doesn't like her in that way. Um, <clears throat> I faked a cough, and they all turned to look at me. I put my hand on my hip and stared them down. Look, I'm sorry, Linda. We're just worried about you. Yeah, this fantasy of yours will hurt you. Ugh, what did they know? I rolled my eyes. For your information, Colin and I are really dating. In fact, he's taking me out tonight, so I can't hang out. I walked off the other way, knowing full well that the looks on their face would be priceless. I know Colin wasn't actually my boyfriend, yet, but I knew it would happen soon. It was written in the stars. The next day, as I walked into school... I noticed some of the other kids whispering to each other and pointing at me. Okay, weird. Maybe it was my new dress or something. I bought it because it was an exact colored match to Colin's eyes. But things got weirder in physics class, because as soon as Colin walked in, everybody started giggling. Colin looked confused and said, Okay, what's so funny? Then this girl Sally shyly muttered out, Sir, we heard you have a new girlfriend. He raised an eyebrow. Yes, that's correct how do you know? He gave a nervous laugh. Actually, this shirt is a gift from her. I felt the entire class's eyes turn to me. Well, except for Collins. I tried to keep my cool, but inside I was fuming. How dare some other woman steal my man and force him to wear that hideous shirt? I knew I needed to keep up the lie. So after class, I walked over to Lewis and Patty and said, how cute does Cullen look in that shirt? They both frowned at me, Then Patty replied, "'So you really are dating him?' "'Yep,' I gave a nod. "'Right,' she gave a skeptical look. They all needed to realize that Colin and I were the real deal. So I bought a box of candy and cut out a heart-shaped tag saying, "'Love you, honey,' with my candy-flaw-scented gel pen. I did feel kinda nervous as I walked over to him, but our love was meant to be. "'Hi, Linda. Can I help you?' "'I got you this.' I placed the gift down on his desk." He read the note, and his face fell. Then, in a firm voice, he said, Look, Linda, this is wrong. No, I shook my head. I know you like me. Linda, please, you're my student. You're just a child. No, we're meant to be together. You love me. I know you do. I don't, he said sternly. Now please leave. He rejected me? This had to be down to his new girlfriend. She was obviously poisoning his mind as there was no way he couldn't like me. I wasn't leaving the room until he admitted he loved me too. So, crying, I sat down on the floor and folded my arms. Right at that moment, Patty and Louise rushed into the room and helped me up. Then they stared daggers at Colin as they led me out into the corridor. Turned out they'd followed me and observed through the window. How embarrassing. Thinking quick, I blubbered out, "'He's such a jerk!' I devoted all of myself to him, but he's bored of me now, so he dumped me. Just like that, my friends comforted me as they told me he wouldn't get away with it. There's no way I could face Colin again just yet. So, I feigned being sick and stayed home. Only when I returned to school, he wasn't there. Then, the principal called me to their office. I walked in to see both my parents sitting there with devastated looks on their faces. Oh no. What was going on, sweetie? "'We're sorry for not protecting you more.' Mom looked over at me with glassy eyes. Then the principal said, "'Mr. Holton has been fired, and the police are investigating him. Rest assured, nothing like this will happen again.' "'Huh? Colin had been fired? Why?' Then the reality hit me. It was because they thought he'd been having a relationship with me. I muttered out, "'No, you've got it all wrong. Nothing happened.' Linda, I know this is difficult, but he's a bad man. It didn't matter what I said. They remained convinced that I was so manipulated by Colin that I'd say anything to clear his name. Straight after the meeting, I found Patty and Louise, and they confessed that they hated seeing me so upset, so they'd told the principal about me and Colin. I took a deep breath, then I blurted out, but I made it up, all of it. Of course they were super angry with me for lying. But after bearing their tantrums for some 30 minutes, they agreed to help me clear his name. So they went to the cop station with me, and we told them everything. It worked, as Colin had his name cleared, but unsurprisingly, he never came back to teach at my school. The three of us were suspended from school, and my parents grounded me for a month. Patty and Luis are still my friends, but I can see they don't trust me anymore. Anytime I tell them anything, they give each other these yeah-right looks. I feel so guilty for everything I did. It was never meant to go that far, but I now realize that my childish behavior almost cost a good man his future. I wish I could apologize to Colin in person, but I know I'll never get a chance to. Please be careful with your words, as they could ruin someone's career, life, everything. If, like me, you adore your teacher, then please just respect them, be nice, and let them be.